You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we're so excited. Our awesome British friend Katie's back. Hello, it's me. I've returned. Cynicism <laughs> and sarcasm has entered the chat. Woohoo. We've been trying Great. for like straight up months now, being like, Katie, you wanna you wanna come back? And the only thing that could seduce her to come back is by reading a court of mist and thirst and fury. I was like, Katie, if if we read this and then you discuss it, will you come back? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm already there. <laughs> no <laughs> I just and it's when someone starts the series I just have to be there I'm that annoying like mum in the side like woo. oh yeah oh, we're sending you oh, just we love that everything yeah it's my favorite it's I have to be there for it I have to champion it I feel like Thank shrine you. I probably should get a shrine for it to be honest I think I'm sure a lot of people do they have like the entire bookcase <laughs> that's just Sarah J Maas oh I'm gosh. not quite at that stage yet my favorite All part of like every YouTube book booked bookshelf tour oh yeah is, is they're like and then this is my sarah j moss mm, yeah like, every time they're like this is the new covers i have and like they're all color like yep all signed edition i got all my candles too because who doesn't want to smell like the characters <laughs> i know they do smell candles that smell like the characters it's such a thing everyone buys them i feel like i'm missing out wow. but i feel like as a business owner i'm missing out on that <laughs> like <laughs> capitalize on that mm. But it's like, oh, a character must smell like this. So let's put it in a, a candle and sell fair, it overpriced. I like literally she's very specific that Lucian's no not Lucian, uh Reese smells like citrus and sea something. Yeah, like sea air and citrus. So I mean oh, like, yeah. as a candle maker, I'm like, that's easy. <laughs> Throw it in. I'm not a that's candle. Such a weird, is it just me or is that just a weird smell for Reese? That is. Yes. I don't know where the sea thing comes from. Mm, surely what it would be like dark know. musk honestly <laughs> dark night like dark dark and dark. <laughs> it smells like wait <laughs> i like don't know how to set this joke up but like i need your help with this have you seen <laughs> the very potter musical katie uh yeah with pig warts is that the one you mean? Yeah, like pig, pig farts and stuff but yeah you know, when they're like eating the um the jelly beans or whatever the bird's boss or whatever and he's like eating he's like what does this taste like and he's like broken computer what about you oh it tastes <laughs> oh yeah just like ridiculous like, like, if we like applied that to like reese's like thing it would be like oh yeah he smells like self-hatred and <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah self-hatred <laughs> and longing yeah longing i don't know what would tamlin smell like that's a really good question just I literally complex. can only think of him as Tamlin the tampon now. I know. Look at that. Tamlin. It's like a meme. Oh, is it? I love Tamlin. <laughs> I'm going to get so many haters for that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. There's like, we can get into this when we get further into our discussion because it's like a real thought that I have. But I'm like, it's unfair the way that Sarah J. Moss is having everyone react and treat Tamlin because I'm like, he, like, there's obviously something wrong with him too. Maybe that needs more fleshed out. And I just haven't like, seen the fleshed out part of that yet but yeah I feel like everyone just suddenly started hating him and I was like no like he's going to be stuff too like he can be so yeah well he's just he's sort of that ex-boyfriend that 
it didn't go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It was just like a bit mm-hmm. sad. Like we, yeah. in my opinion, I think his relationship with Feyre is perhaps more realistic than hers with Reese. With I don't know. Yeah, Reese is like too perfect. Mm, Reese is too yeah. chill. He's also. Oh, yeah. you want to have like he just—he's like I'm your mate, but like I respect that. Oh, you want to do this thing? I respect that. And I'm just sitting there like if I was—I told Tanner, I was like if Tanner ever did anything, I would literally be like, <clears throat> excuse me, like yeah. as, a, as a partner, I'm just like whoa, 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 we have to communicate. Like you know what I mean? I feel like that was like one thing. Yeah, like support like, each other, but also like you can give constructive criticism. But I do. I feel like does Tamlin in the third book? Like does he? Do you hate him more at all? Uh. I mean, I think Tamlin comes through at the end. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. That's the worst thing. Good. Seen. That gives me hope. It's actually one of the most interesting parts of it, I guess. It kind of comes okay. full circle to the first book in a way. I really Aww. need to reread the ending of it. Um, but okay. like I say, he's probably one of my favorite characters, even though everyone hates on him. And I think it's just like what we were saying, because Reese becomes the main kind of guy you like officially yeah. hate the other one but it's not the case it's just a bad ex-boyfriend that manipulated and made her feel really small and belittled and yeah like his mindset and stuff he was not he was so like traumatized by what happened in the end of the first book that he just like he could not grow he couldn't understand it and like that's why we have therapy that's why we have couples you know it's like <laughs> yep. honestly yeah. a lot of these people would have been really benefited if they all just went to a little bit therapy <laughs> like mm. i mean could have just asked him how he was like where was that? I know. Yeah, that's true. They both just ignored each other. Mm, it was just a, a dead end for those two, mm-hmm. which is sad. But like physical. to be fair though, like, and I hate what he did, like more than anything, the fact that he like sold out Highburn for everything, and we're getting into this second book already. But I just feel like I didn't how do I explain this? Like, I he really did care about her. Now, was it possessive? Freak yeah. And like that's there has to be like a line, but I do appreciate that he like tried and mm-hmm. He was in the third book like he was very respectful of her being like hey things went down I'm not comfortable with intimacy and he's like okay like you know what I mean like I feel like Mm -hmm. he was respectful so I don't totally hate him but that's the truth like about any ex-boyfriends like I make all my ex-boyfriends villains in my head but that's because like I like it sucked that they weren't right for me and it sucked and I'm so glad I'm with my husband you know what I mean and like I'm glad that each of those people that I was with taught me and prepared me to be the wife and like to appreciate Mm -hmm. Tanner does that make sense and so oh yeah I don't know sometimes you have to have relationships like that but that's why I mean like his is in my opinion one of the most real real ones because I think a lot of people can Mm -hmm. relate to that toxicity between yeah. the two of them and when you the thing I find really interesting now is if you read back through the first book you can kind of see it when I read the first book because I've read it a few times I normally go straight to the second one though because you know like whoop. um <laughs> but when I reread the first one it's sort of like I read it in monochrome do you know what I mean like it's like black and white yeah um, it's just really sad and sort of Feyre's not really doing anything and just kind of like trapped in this circle yeah. that hasn't got any color and then you go to the second one and it's like these pops of color start coming up and that's what it's like for people who are with someone who's not letting them shine and Tamlin just thought he was you know being that person but he wasn't and yeah. it's just sad for him really more than anything 
It did kill me. And I think we're going to get into this too. It really killed me when Farrah's like, I'm drowning. And like, I think we should totally like take time to discuss this. Why don't we like lead into, I have Mm -hmm. like the summary of it. Sorry, if you're listening to this, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you are, (laughs) we like are starting this on like a very dark note, but to be fair, so did the first book or the second second book is dark. And so this episode, we're going to discuss like our reactions while reading our thoughts and stuff like that. So there's like going to be lots of humor, but like, I also feel like we can't, we have to address like something that they're struggling the main characters are struggling with ptsd Mm -hmm. they're struggling with a lot of different things and like depression like farah can't even paint and like that was like her thing that sometimes Mm -hmm. was a part of her (laughs) sometimes yeah Yeah, sarah dimas gives and takes very liberally (laughs) she was like this character shouldn't be in this scene they're gonna go on this weird random mission go (laughs) like their father I don't know when their father comes back into the story, but he's just been on a business trip, like, in the islands for so long. Oh, the dad is so random. Like, <laughs> so even in the third book, he just rocks up and you're like, like, you can't just like, decide oh. when you're done with everything else. But I guess that's how they feel as well, I think. But that's so, so funny. funny. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I feel like that's, yeah, sometimes they're, we love her. And honestly, like, I just, I feel like this book is like a super dedication to like my love for mm-hmm. the series. But there's times where I'm just like, Sarah, what are you, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, and then this person has to stay here for this. Like, yeah, in the third book, she sends Lucy off on an errand. And I was like, is he, Bye. Is he coming back from that <laughs> yeah. errand? That's it. It's gone. You'll never hear from her again. Okay. Can I like do a small tangent? Not tangent, because it's gonna take 30 seconds, I promise. And the third book, like Lucian ends up with like the main group, and I won't spoil how, but like he has to be carried everywhere by the Lucians. And so they're like a government in TikTok being like, I'm just really curious about how they carried him. Because they make it you feel like that is like an awkward situation. And so she draws like all these drawings of like how do you think they carry him? <laughs> so funny. Well, like, and honestly, okay, I was so, stories later. I was so excited for Farrah to like eventually learn how to like fly because I was like, every time she describes being carried, I like put thought into it. I'm like, how does she get carried? Like, is he just carrying her like this? Or does yeah, she, I just imagined like, it was like because the thing is, is like a, as a mother. Mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, that is like an impractical way to carry a person. I would be like, strap <laughs> your legs to me and let's like do this. <laughs> Can you imagine? She's like a like a, a rucksack. I don't know if you call it that in America. Do you like a rucksack? She's just on his back. What that means? <laughs> like a backpack? Yeah, there you go. Why do I call it ruck? Why is it a rucksack? Anyway, <laughs> that's a different conversation. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, I don't know. There's also, I always think it's funny when authors and Sarah J. Masters does it a lot, when they just stare at each other. They just stare at each other and Celine they're thinking loads of it. things. But just kind of, in a silence. Yeah, can you just imagine? I was gonna make a, a reel on it where I just stare at myself for, for a good five <laughs> minutes, and like that's it. That is the YA book because it's so nobody does that. Even if you're thinking things, you're probably just gonna turn away and be like, "Bye." But no, it is like my biggest pet peeve, and this happens in the book so many times where it's like. They just have silence. They're like an un- a companionable silence, an uncomfortable silence, a tension, mm. a happy silence. And I'm just sitting there like, as an extrovert, I just sort of like, what? Like <laughs> silence is the main character. In what this- did you do in this? Like, I would be like so like anxious in a silent situation, and my husband would be completely content, like mm. completely content. But me, I'm just sitting there like, <sighs> like the fact like- that Reese is like smirking like mid-silence so <laughs> you just have Reese who's just on the side kind of like 
And then you've just got Feyre <laughs> on the other side. She's just kind of like staring. Just and it's like... just, can you imagine? I just imagine Lucian just like popping up in the middle and being like, woohoo, kind of thing. Like, let's continue. <laughs> I really love Lucian a lot. I just love his personality. I hope that like in the next series, we get to see more of Lucian and like his personality. Yeah, I still really want that. I think because she's doing another like three books, I'm, I have a feeling we're going to get one on Lucian probably. Yeah. I just need I just need justice for Lucian. That's that's all right. I have to say. I just feel like all right. Yeah. Okay. So back now that we've like spoiled everything, Sorry. we should probably start <laughs> again and just dive into. <laughs> yep. I'm literally just gonna read the like Goodreads page and then we can like dive into. Okay. I'm gonna actual... let's. I'm gonna and just edit for like eight hours a day. So like this was literally my life. I'm a videographer. Of course, this yeah. is this is like so easy. You're fine. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. I don't. I actually can't see now. Like, legitimately, my eyesight has been impacted. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm staring at screen. Okay. Hey. Hmm. Welcome back to Novel Bound. Are we doing that? Are we doing that or no? I don't know. Should we just jump in? Let's just have you read let's it. Let's just jump in. Okay, okay, just introduce it and say, let's get started. Okay, like, we're going over the A Court of Mist and Fury, which is the second book in the Aquatar series. Still hate mm-hmm. saying that, by the way. <laughs> Anna's bitter. So, She's like, Aquatar. I don't know. It sounds so It doesn't not, sound nice. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Aquatar. Like, math. <laughs> why? <laughs> anyway. Okay. So here's the back page cover. Feyre survived in Marantha's clutches to return to the spring court, but at a steep cost. Though she now has the powers of the High Fae, her heart remains human, and it can't forget the terrible deed she performed to save Tamlin's people. Nor has Feyre forgotten her bargain with Rizand, High Lord of the Feared Night Court. As Feyre navigates its dark web of politics, passion, <clears throat> and dazzling power, a greater evil looms, and she might be key to stopping it. But only if she can harness her harrowing gifts, heal her fractured, fractured soul, and decide how she wishes to shape her future and the future of a world cleaved in two. With more than a million... Oh, that's just about Theory Moth. <clears throat> okay. Good job, Sarah. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> We've all heard of you. <laughs> okay, so let's just jump in. So basically, the way that the book starts off is... Actually, the way that the book ends, basically, is that Tamlin and uh, Farah are finally back together. And she's so overjoyed by it. And we're so mm-hmm. freaking excited. And the book ends and you're just like... <gasps> Oh, this is so nice. Um, but then we open the next book and and, and Farah is not feeling life right now. She is depressed. No, she's, not. she's like me in January. She's done. She's done with life. But um, and they have she and Tamlin are both suffering with PTSD. Bad. Like it opens it as her like scene throwing up in the toilet, and she's like, Tamlin lays in bed because when he gets up and throws in the toilet, I lay in bed and we just happily ignore these things that are happening. Oh yeah, that's really, I remember that now. <laughs> so they're oh, like also, growing up and having a lot of sex that, but like not discussing anything. They like don't talk yeah. at all. They just do a lot of devil's tango and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of devil's tango. Yeah. And they're engaged, but we don't <laughs> see them get engaged. They that just makes are. me so mad. I was literally like, oh yeah, he proposed to me and oh, now I have to plan a wedding. And I was just sitting there like, what? What? I just went through the I just went through under the mountain with you, and you just like casually throw that into a sentence. Why did that happen off page? Give it to me. Was it off page? Because I just remember going into Call of Mr. Fury and just be like, okay, like she's just engaged, now. like yeah. casual. Oh. But to be fair, I think Sarah J. Moss at that point was like Reese. 
I see potential in you. Tamlin, you're gone. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> like, what do I Tamlin gets the boot. Kill him off. <laughs> like, but not Don't worry, guys, you're safe. But like, also like, metaphorically, according to the fan base, he is killed off. <laughs> oh, but so it's sad. really interesting um, how she brings Reese in. So like, we'll kind of get to that. So ah. Farah is basically like super depressed. Like she's not realized it. I don't think anyone around her has looked closely. Or actually, yeah. to be fair, she does make a new friend. Her name's Iante. Iante. Nobody knows how to say anything in this fandom. I've been listening to the audiobook, so I'm like, oh, that's Ianthe, and that's Resand. Like, I have know how you can listen to the audiobooks of this series. I would be cringing. Um, it's really awkward when the like smut scenes come out because I'm like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, and then then you like stop in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah, or slow it down. Just kidding. (laughs) I just think about the voice recorders recording that, and I'm just like, I don't know how. I could never read it and take myself seriously. I know, yeah. I've tried to read it out loud. Just like a joke by myself. Just like, and then da da da. And it's just, you just can't. You know, no. you just have to like exit. You have to leave your body. I'm pretty sure when they're recording it, they're like vacant. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing oh, there. They have to be. <laughs> they have to be, or else you'd bust out laughing. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, 100%, especially because I have to do so many voices. And, like, I just want to say, like, I give vocal, to be fair, when I was, like, put on the audiobook, it's like, you have 25 hours and four minutes left. And I'm just sitting there, like, there is someone that spent 25 hours of their life, like, recording a book. Is it just one person in the audiobook? Yeah. Uh, See that? That's okay, because I just imagined, like, oh, no, I don't know if that's okay. I mean, I'm not going to judge the audiobook. I've not even listened to it, but I just imagine that for different voices, for different characters. No, she just does different voices. It's hard. Like, one's it's whiny hard for... and one's, like, <laughs> like, it's just... So cringe. It is very cringy. <laughs> the, but uh, the girl who does the audiobook for the Blackwood series, because my mom's listened to it, it's a girl, and, like, girls, it's hard for them to do, like, guy voices and doing, like, convincing. So whenever she does Lucas's voice, she, like, it's like really throaty with it and I'm like stop this is not how I like voice. you know who was fantastic as audiobooks because I do listen to audiobooks a lot because I work all the time so I like have it on in the background mm-hmm. that's like how I clean but is Shadow and Bones they have oh. like the best Russian accents and they really give it authenticity to the book Ooh, and wow, like a yeah. word that I would not have like anticipated that like really brings the story to life Ooh, I'll have to listen to that so I and everyone sounds kind of drunk, which makes sense to me, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Back to Yante. Okay, so everyone's really depressed, and um, we kind of start seeing the way that the spring court has changed since Tamlin and Thera have come back. And I'll just kind of like, mm-hmm. I'll take this part, and then I want you to talk about Yanthe. So basically, um, she starts noticing all these things. Tamlin's not. They both just aren't discussing how they're feeling, but they're both going through it. And they have this really weird scene that I was trying to flip through because it was full of smut, but they were having very important dialogue. And so I had to like cover my eyes as I was like, oh, okay. Voiding that word. Oh, he, yep. Okay. So he, (laughs) he says, I know I've learned a lot of educational things. Even though I've been married for five years, I learned a lot this time. Um, (laughs) Basically during this conversation, he he's like she can't train she can't have she can't use her powers and she's starting to, she's been holding everything back but she's starting to like these things are just coming out of her and basically in the last book we realized that the seven um high lords when they like resurrected her they mm-hmm. left a little bit of her powers in her and they were just like powers in her. and they don't know it they have no idea and so like she they're trying to keep it under wraps because if and this is 
this makes sense. Tamlin's like, Hey man, you can't show this because if word gets out, like everyone's going to want to like breed you or kill you like one or the other. And then he just says that she'll never be a high lady. And that like that things are done the way that they are. And it's, she's put into more of like a patriarchal society where she's just kind of a pawn, which is mm-hmm. like, she has to plan a wedding and put on pretty dresses. And why don't you talk mm-hmm. about Ianthi? Yeah, so Ianthi is one of the high, or there's like 12 high priestesses of Prithian. Don't say that either. Um, Prithian. Anna's just so done with how it's pronounced, I think. uh, (laughs) And whatever comes out, comes out. (laughs) But she's a super sketchy character off the bat because, and like at first she's made to seem like like a godsend to Feyre. Yeah, and Farrah she's like she's a friend of her, and she like can kind of carry this burden with her, and like when she can tell that Farrah is getting in these like really dark bad moods, she like comes in and she's like, well, let's plan your wedding. Like I'll help you plan your wedding, and I'll help you do this, and I'll pick your outfits out, and I'll make you look exactly how you need to look. Like you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. But then like it starts getting worse because Farrah keeps asking Tamlin, she's like, please like take me. I don't care what you're doing, just take me with you. Like I just need to get out of this house. I need to do something with my time. I need mm-hmm. to help people. Because she's been imprisoned basically since for almost a year now because she couldn't really leave. Like he, she basically could only go to his castle because like the woods were filled with monsters and then she was stuck in a freaking cell and then she comes back. Like she hasn't ever explored her world. She's never left or seen her family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so then like as she keeps having these conversations, one, Lucian is like trying, but not really enough. And then he he is like, yeah kind of kind of he's scared of tamlin that's for sure yeah Mm -hmm. um but auntie keeps bringing up she's like well she could be hunted she could be like taken and just be like to breed for people like so she like keeps these fears in the front of tamlin's mind yeah she knows how to manipulate that's for sure yeah she is the perpetrator literally and one of the things that like they're planning the wedding and can i just say i just think this is a trope and you have to like tell me what you think about this is like i completely am glad i understand why she did this but i hate the fact that she's like uh i have to plan a wedding after this and i'm just sitting there like i feel like i would have been down like honestly i was a little bit excited to like meet tamlin's friends because he was so happy and i just feel like i would have been like granted she's depressed but i just feel like sometimes in books they're just like let's figure out what would piss off feminists mm-hmm. and i'm like this actually wouldn't piss me off because i am a feminist but like like freaking yeah. locking her in a tower and abusing her yeah no no, no that that pissed me off. but like you know she plans a wedding granted that's the only thing she's allowed to do but i just was like come on and i feel like correct me if i'm wrong katie because i don't quite remember but i'm like i don't know why she hates all the dresses she has to wear mm, yeah it's honestly i didn't know either but it's honestly like that would be amazing I know. I love a good dress. I look at them every day on Amazon. But okay, so one thing that she specifically Amazon dresses. Amazon has like they can kind of come through sometimes. Oh wow! I'll send you links, Katie. (laughs) If you like come, if you like have a, I'm gonna (laughs) see it. A post. (laughs) We're gonna have a discussion about this. Okay, so Anthe and um, Farah like are having a discussion, and she's like, "Well, what colors do you want?" and like things like that. And like Farah starts realizing that she's really triggered by the color red, and like. The color red is really symbolic to her um, because it represents like whatever that jerk that like mm-hmm. killed everybody, whatever her name is. Amarantha. Amarantha. Ugh. Amarantha is the worst and she had red hair mm-hmm. and also the blood of the people that she killed, which by the way, she keeps saying that she killed two innocent people. And I was like, you also killed that soldier. That's why you're in this mess. But like, nope, 
She forgot about her, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> it's actually three. You actually killed three. There, just remember it. <laughs> that ain't kill a lot. Gosh. What? <laughs> worse. What? <laughs> don't tell her that. I know. She's like, like, don't bring that up to her. Yeah, yeah Fairy, you've actually killed enough. another one. <laughs> imagine she's if like, Celine you, was like, I'm like rubbing position. her back, like, yeah. honey, it's actually three that you murdered. So, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? I can't remember what TV show is, but they're like tapping her on the head with a like a, a mop to like comfort oh, her because it's definitely 30 rock and it's the dude who's comforting liz because she threw up oh, that's <laughs> i it. love 30 rock after you're getting like questionable fast food and he like has a broom and he's like oh there you go like, it's- that's celine like well you actually <laughs> killed another one <laughs> so <laughs> but she's triggered by the color red and so she's like there can't be any red in the wedding and so just to like get to that point so she's feeling low she's feeling down there's mm-hmm. some hoe in the court that's just the worst who's like kind of got eyes on lucian who also lucian is like not made be to be very like um i don't want to say slutty because it's not really like everyone accepts it and she's fine with it but like she sleeps around i'm just saying that everyone <laughs> is horny that is a fae everyone yeah. Oh, yeah. like even the way that fa- that farah describes her sisters her best friends like they're all ripped and every time like i read like get another description of her sisters they get more and more beautiful and their lips are more and more <laughs> supple <laughs> and I'm just oh, like, not the supple lips. generous curves and i'm just in there like this is your sister oh what yeah are the generous like? curves what? <laughs> i find it do you know what i find really weird i don't know if i'm pretty sure it's in the second book um but she always talks about how they can smell each other when they're like aroused and it's the most like they're imagine walking oh, down the street and be like gosh. i can smell that like what's going oh. on like that's just one time i had that like never mind we can't go on that subject but yeah <laughs> no, i like not on myself i just was saying i was sitting next to someone like a new couple that just got married and i was like we were in church and i was just like hmm hmm <laughs> You tended to a fae for like approximately 10 yeah, seconds. And you know them, but I'll tell you that you're later. You're like, clean up a little bit, please. <laughs> I was just sitting next to him and she's like stroking his neck. This is so <laughs> She's like rubbing his head in church and I'm just sitting there like, I am way too close to you guys to know what just happened. Like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> in church as well. Oh, <laughs> Really oh. pushing the boat out. I like tiny stories. I think it's so funny. Where we used to live, we all like knew each other and went to church together. Oh, yes, this like yes. apartment complex. Yes. And there was a couple that lived above us that had just wild, unimaginable sex <laughs> every single day, like banging on the walls and like you calling out furniture moving. And like every night we'd hear it, and I would just be like, oh my gosh. And then I would just see them in church on Sunday, and I couldn't look them in the eye because I just knew too much about them. We all did. <laughs> It's so true. Well, one time, this is like the same apartment complex. Did you hear the story about the Superman thing? No. This is a crazy story. I don't even know if I can put this on the podcast, but it's literally so crazy. So like, if you're listening and we do end up putting this podcast and like you have a child in the car, just like skip it another minute and a half. Like just saying. This is like, this is like chapter chapter 55 (laughs) material. So like basically, um, my the people that like were the managers they like lived in the apartment area as well and they hear this banging on their wall help 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 and the guy like doesn't know what's going on he gets out he like goes and he has to unlock the door because it was locked and like goes into the apartment complex or the apartment route like next door right yeah yeah the keys he breaks in and there is a girl 
absolutely undressed, tied to the bed like this. And her husband was unconscious on the floor. And what happened was is he had stood on their dresser. I don't know what they were doing to like Some type of crazy role play. (laughs) Jumped. Hit his head on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) He was gone. because she's like not dressed like you have to realize this girl is like deciding like is it my husband okay. or do I have to risk that this like <laughs> this is <laughs> this is main character <laughs> like can you imagine <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god so, like, he had to like untie her and like give her like clothes to her and then like revive the husband <laughs> can you imagine like sitting next to them in church the next day and just being like oh <sighs> I think I say that's su- that'd be such a funny scene in like any. Oh. <laughs> wow, wow, that's so that's what happens when you try out the stuff that's in chapter fifty-five. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? I don't know if you have America, but there's like TV shows where they play funny videos that people send in, and sometimes yeah. they say, "Oh, predict what's going to happen after the break." Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like him about to jump, oh and God, you're like. <laughs> What's gonna happen? <laughs> just, hey, just picture, like, all over. Like ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine like the sheer terror of like being held like bound and like, what do you do? That's like, a movie, Celine. That's a movie where a wife and her husband are like ha- are being intimate, and he dies, and she's handcuffed. He has okay, a heart that kind of happens in Downton Abbey. Do you remember that one? Freaking poor Mary, like. <sighs> Yes, like I haven't seen one... it, so I can't check. Girl, Downton Abbey. I don't watch period. It's like ten uh, minutes from where you live. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I'm probably in the background walking my dog. Probably not. It's probably like two hours away. We just think everything that is in like Britain is all just five minutes. Away England isn't like super huge, so you probably do only live like two hours away. Yeah, it's probably like an hour. Honestly, that's... wow, that's a wild thought. Okay, <clears throat> road trip to Katie's, or I guess road trip to Katie's. <laughs> We'll come see you, Pemberley, then we'll go to Downton Abbey, then we'll stop at the Sherlock Holmes Museum. Perfect. It'll be great. Katie, you can come along. It'll be a good Cool. (laughs) I'll be driving. (laughs) Okay, so back to sex. So basically, (laughs) no, so um, back to the color red, she has, wow, we went off a tangent. She's like triggered by it. It's always my fault. And um, it's the wedding day. Like they did, they wasted no time getting there. It's like life sucks. Everything sucks. Farah is constantly being put down. Constantly feels yeah. trapped. And then she like has this thought though. She's like the wedding day comes and she was like, oh my god. Like she's in her dress and she hates her dress. It's like and she's like looking Di- at herself. Princess Diana sleeves. Mm. Oh, big fluffy sleeves. Honestly, it looks like it sounds or describes is like a pretty dress. I'd wear it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I but just wish like she looking- was in the book. <laughs> She'd be like, you know what? I'd change that life. Like, Farah, I would have been so happy to just sit and freaking be in pretty dresses and let every, like, she, Anna would have been content. Like, <laughs> someone can take over and, like, make all the hard choices. Okay, like. <laughs> Put <Anyway>. your feet up. <laughs> okay, but she's looking at herself and she's basically like, oh my gosh, I cannot get married. And she's like, I'm not in a mentally sound state right now to make this, like, life decision. And she's still, and then she sees red but she's like, roses. Nothing else to do. And so she like starts going down. Yeah. And she sees the white roses and she's like, you know what? I can do this. She's like hyping herself up to walk down the aisle and like do this, make this commitment. And then 
she sees the red roses and basically like spirals in her mind which this is what you were talking about katie when you're like what what are these characters doing because she's having this whole internal monologue <laughs> she's just, just stood like, there standing there and everyone's like uh, and tamlin's like you, you good <laughs> like it's okay? awkward like wedding entrance ever everyone's just staring like are you gonna come yeah. <laughs> oh, someone no, push no. it like some poor violinist just being like do i keep playing like we've just playing the longest <laughs> note running out of his like bow <laughs> <just> because, <laughs> so oh. and so she like starts singing she's like oh my gosh like i need to get out of this i need to get away like i just need help like somebody anywhere please like i just help me i need help and i love this moment so much because it like introduced reese in this book so well because it's like it just she's like somebody please help me and, and then like his text dialogue appears and she's like hello it's like Hello, Farah. Hello, Farah, dear. Farah, darling. He's like Farah. Farah, darling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. And she like turns on and sees him, and then he's like, "I'll see you in a week, Tamlin," and like takes her and like, Zoop! yeah, out, mm. out of there with her. What's so crazy is that Tamlin does the same thing, or Reese. Tamlin's like he can't do anything about it, so he just lets yeah. it happen. And I was just like, "Oof, that must suck for Tamlin." Yeah, yeah it's interesting because. The whole time that's happening, Feyre is thinking, why isn't Tamlin, like, doing anything? Why isn't he saying no? Like, why isn't he yeah. grabbing my arm back? But Tamlin's just kind of, like, he knows that he can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, if you hurt her, blah, blah, blah. Like, he makes a threat. And, and then Reese mm-hmm. just, like, interrupts him. And he's like, oh, we'll be, we'll be back in two weeks kind of thing. And then goes... And it's like, if you hurt him, he's like, shut up. Bye. Yeah, basically. And everyone's like... Literally. Can you imagine though the violinist is like, so the violinist is like, take me with you. <laughs> Probably. Like, uh, am I still getting paid for this? Yeah, like where's my two weeks holiday? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yes. So funny. So yeah. So recent, like he just he whisks her away. Tamlin doesn't try to stop him, and then she gets brought to this like kind of palace above where the under the mountain like back like was modeled after the the night court um and so like it's the court of nightmares or whatever and like right above it is like this beautiful oh my gosh I love that she has like an infinity pool also can I make a statement that I just like have to say I have to say it I'm sorry if I'm offending the community I'm so confused that they have toilets that flush I don't understand why like she can flush a toilet (laughs) like they mention it all the time and I'm just sitting there like what world is this that they have flushing toilets is it magical like is it like porcelain like i am very confused (laughs) Mm, that's a good point actually like there because she's like she goes there and she like flushes the toilet and like she did it at tamlin's place too and i'm just sitting there like how does it work there because in australia it goes backwards and so like with all of this like i'm very confused also how do people when they're flying those long journeys like how does that how does that work I have like little stops in the sky. I think about a lot of practical (laughs) things. This is like I am the worst reader. I'm just saying, guys. You guys wanted us to react to this, and like I can't. I can only be authentic in our in my commentary. Everyone's concerned about like the relationships at the beginning and Celine. They're like toilet. Celine's concerned about the toilet use. Like like, "Mm, there were no working toilets in 1407 at the current time period that this set in. Well, another thing that I was super confused about is like the way that they like like the way that they talk to each other through the mating or through the bond is like they like they send each other like messages through like texting. I just thought it was like oh this is like texting. He like writes something, but then they like started sending like images down their like brain (laughs) communications, and 
Katie, I just need you to like tell me what you think about this. So like, you know, like that part where she <laughs> like where she like sends a she sends a picture ish, an image of herself down the bond that is like like sticking her tongue out like like a Gen Z <laughs> like whatever. And then, yeah. and then like <laughs> and then like <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wasn't picturing her like instead of she's like she's probably doing something like mm, like but you're like Bleh. I think I'm like, never gonna forget that like, now. Have you ever heard the? It's like an old vibe where it's like <laughs> the country boy, the like country boy. Is <laughs> it? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, I make you cry throughout this entire podcast from laughing. I just feel like this is a victory. <laughs> yeah, I haven't cried from laughter in a while, but I can't get that image out of my head now. <laughs> okay. I haven't even gone to the point. There's a point though. So then Rhysan sends her, she goes, oh, he sent me, <laughs> he sent me a picture back and it's of him sticking his tongue out, but he isn't, he isn't doing what I was doing. He was doing something suggestive with his yeah, tongue. Yeah. And I just sat there for like a solid five minutes and I was like, what did he do with his tongue? He, he just does it back. It... No, no, he did like, like, I kid you not. He was like, and then he like showed an action of like something with tongue or whatever. Oh, it's so weird, isn't it? I will quote it. I will find that quote while you guys recap it because I literally <laughs> was sitting there like. I always find the like mating bond really weird because in my head, it feels like Reese is like a 13 year old boy who's just got in his first relationship and he's like texting them. It's like, what are you up to? Like, Literally. what are you wearing in bed? <laughs> kind of thing. Like, and she's just like, can I just turn this off? Like, yeah. what is this? But she's like, yeah, that dark. picture thing. It's just. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is why I kind of like Tamlin because would Tamlin ever just send like sex no. to Feyre in the middle of the day? With yeah, freaky like that. But then again, I guess the, <laughs> I guess their relationship is different. I uh, it though. Okay, so back to them. They're in the night court. Someone take it while I find this quote. <laughs> I'm getting the second. So basically, <laughs> he like takes her to the night court. And he's like, get out of this like super dress. You look ridiculous. And she's like, I know. And then he hands her this like really cute, like trendy outfit of like a cropped sweatshirt top and like mm-hmm. matching sweatpants. Yeah. I like want it because it looks, it sounds adorable. I kind of but imagine them. Like, um, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, the kind of yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I they have like the matching top and it's like the same color. Mm. That's super cute. Yeah, uh, and it's like the fashion of the night court, which never gets brought up again. I'm gonna like put that in. Here yeah, right no, now. that's true. I always saw that as well. Yeah. Uh, so then basically she's like, okay, the first like couple of days, I don't think Wait, I think no. she's just like reeling. Wait. Wait. You forgot about the part where she throws her shoe at Reese's head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go for it, Katie. Tell us. Tell us. Well, to be honest, shoot slowly. <laughs> and everyone's watching the shoe, like, slowly collide with his head. Um, I actually can't remember what he says to that. But, you know, it had to be in there. He's, like, super pissed at first, as I would be. That's a normal reaction when someone hits you in mm-hmm. the back of the head with the shoe. And he's, like... Especially, like, a heel as well. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like poor recent he's like scarred for life no. i know and then i think she like goes to take her other one off to like throw it at him and he like stops her or something yeah. mm. can i just like say about that. the clothes thing though it's really funny how in yes. books they suddenly appear and the guy's like oh here's an entire outfit wardrobe for you to wear and like where does it come from 
And they mentioned multiple times that Reese has like the best taste of anyone. And there's this beautiful scene that I actually love in the third book where he's like helping her pin up her hair while they're like Brady. And I'm just sitting there like, Reese, where did you learn this skill? Like, how do you know how to pick out cute things? Like, I'm impressed. The classic phrase is like, oh, my mother. Like, who is this mother that you always (laughs) talk about? She's like the end all be all. Um, Yeah, so she's got her night court clothes. And then I think like after like she meets him for breakfast, and she's yeah. like, well, what do you want me to do while I'm here? And he's like, Vera, I want you to learn how to read. And mm-hmm. I was like, precious. I like I that. screamed. I was so excited. I was literally, mm-hmm. and this is where like immediately I was like, Reese, I wrote this whole entire like 3 a.m. Because I read this until 3 a.m. at like 1.30 in the morning. I wrote yeah. this giant draft where I was just like, information is power in this community because, because everyone's rich and everyone has access to like, Mm-hmm. they have power and they have those things but but information if you can withhold it it's power that's why like even in these books like everyone's withholding information from her but it's important to Reese that she has the ability to have information and I was like <laughs> and he always like willingly gives it to her which is a nice like parallel or like opposite parallel mm-hmm. to Tamlin because he like wants her to learn and he's like okay well if you learn this like I'll share something you share something so like you and what she basically has to do is like for every yeah. sentence that she like learns it's like a, a mental shield test that she has to go through then. And uh, like, that kind of becomes their thing, what they do for the week. Oh, yeah. And I think it was nice. It- His little things were so cute. He was like, he was like, Reese is a wonderful lover. Reese is super hot. <laughs> like, all these things that she had to, like, write as she was practicing was just, like, compliments to him. And I just thought it was, mm-hmm. that's the, like, kind of Reese and that, like, I really appreciate about book two is, like, she just got to, like, heal. And I've never seen that in a book series before that, like, someone could actually, like, she gave Farah time to, like, mm-hmm. overcome her PTSD through her relationship with Reese and he really did take care of her. So like, I appreciated that, but he also did it. Like it was fun to read and it was really funny. I think I'm in the middle of the third book right now. And I'm just like, everyone just be fun again. Everyone like have funny banter, please, please. The third book is really like <laughs> serious. Like most ends of the trilogies are, aren't they? They're like, kind of like the second book sometimes lets you down, but it's also like the most fun one. Cause you don't have all the world building and you sort of just like yeah, have exactly. all the characters already. Um, but anyway, carry on. What did we get yeah. to? So then it just go like for a little bit, then she's just going back and forth between this between the spring and the night court. And like you're not learning a ton. You're basically mostly learning about her time in the night court and how like she's learning to read more and she's putting more mental shields up. And then like like Reese keeps being like, Well, like eventually I want to like up your training to this and I want to up your training to this. But he's still being like the like classic what people think he is to her like he's letting her just be her own thing and not like worry about who he is to her um Mm. and she's not even talking to Tamlin like I mean she sometimes is like as in like tell me what to do like can I do something I know that there's a scene where like she begs him to let her go out and help the villagers and he's like fine you want to go out like go out with Lucien and like all the villagers like no like don't help us you've done enough and it like actually really makes her upset like she wants to do something and no Mm. one's letting her um I can't remember when this happens but I think it was really important to discuss is like Farah is starting to really have these powers kind of come in and Mm -hmm. she also is feeling very nervous and anxious and so she wants to be there with Tamlin she doesn't really understand Reese except for the fact that he is giving her control over her life and escape but she's trying at this point to explain to Tamlin how she feels is this kind of the part where like 
it kind of moves. I'm like trying to like think about, yeah. I've literally, we read yeah. these we read like 2000 pages in a week. So I cannot distinguish where the yeah. second book ends and like the, or second book begins and the third so, book ends. Yeah. So she has this scene with Tamlin where he gives her, like they have an argument and then later that night she talks to him and he's like, I have a gift for you. But like, they kind of talk beforehand and like, she's like, I just need, I'm just not in a good mental place. Like, I just need you to see me and like help me and let me do things. And he's like, okay, like I'll try. And then there's a gift for her and it ends up being like a paint set and she like actually hates it because she's like, well, you're not even like seeing me right now because if you were seeing me, you'd know that like I can't paint. And then like, then she like, it like all comes out and she's like, I feel like I'm drowning here. Like you're not letting me do anything. I feel like a prisoner. And he like loses control and like blows the room up basically. And the only saving grace she has is because she's been training with Reese that she was able to put like a windshield up to like save herself. yeah. And so that I was happened just like, like a mini hurricane. <laughs> it sounded yeah, terrifying, like straight up. So scary. Everything was like blown to smithereens. And so then he freaks out and all he can say, which is like, so I'm sorry, Farah, please forgive me. Like, I'll be better. I promise I'll be better. But like, doesn't actually get better. Yeah. So that's like one thing that makes me kind of upset. And then like after that, like two of that scene, like the fact that like, if she hadn't protected herself, what would have happened to her? Yeah, exactly. She would have been killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think like too. I really appreciate Sarah J Moss like addressing domestic violence and the fact that like people don't get into relationships with abusers they get into relationships with people that they love that then the does that make sense like it, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. I think this is a very beautiful topic on like domestic violence and how like how that like how things like that come through but she did it in such a classy way where Pharaoh was able to protect herself and a lot of people in those kinds of situations don't get that option mm-hmm. yeah and, she I think also with Tamlin the fact that he he genuinely doesn't know what he's doing wrong Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like he's giving her this paint set and he because she likes painting but he's Mm -hmm. so oblivious to what she's becoming he just thinks she's what she was and it's yeah yes mm -hmm. also I think that this is one thing that the difference between Tamlin and Rezand is Tamlin doesn't respect her or see her as an equal. He sees her as someone to protect. And I think Rhysand sees her as an equal. And you'll see that like throughout the series that he like freaking makes her an equal. You know what I mean? Like mm. not that she can't be a high lady, even though she's a fae and has like so much power, you know, he doesn't do that. But I just, I really thought it was beautiful that the way that Sarah J Moss like wrote that series. And like, if I was to recommend a book series for any reason, it would be because I think that scene and the way that she heals from PTSD is so powerful in this book. Yeah, this is why I yeah. so, like, I know the first book, I always say to people, like, the first book, it's it's kind of, it's three stars, it's good, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But you need to get to the second book mm-hmm. before you decide if you want to carry on. Do you know, I know there's only one book left after it, but the second book is so good in terms of development and just mm-hmm. the characters becoming themselves yeah. a bit more like the first book sort yeah. of feels like do you know what I mean like the, the yeah. prequel not a book I don't know but there's this yeah. there's this part where she is taken to um Valencia which we'll learn about in a second but she is told like that one of the characters she meets is like really violent and could totally like kill her if she wanted and she's like maybe I want that Reese hears that <laughs> in his mind because she's so depressed in that point and he's like don't you ever ever feel that way about yourself and he like there's like a beautiful um I like screenshotted it because I just love the way that he said it because honestly like I haven't struggled with suicide but I've struggled with like the same feelings of like despair and heartache and I think that's why these books like hit and affect so many people Mm -hmm. 
We're such, we're a funny podcast. I promise. Sorry guys. I know. Oh, gosh. I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm losing it. I'm losing my humor. But like, I just really appreciate the fact that like she really does address and she heals it. And I'm like, my soul was so happy in that moment, but back mm. to sex. Okay. So <laughs> Tamlin feels so guilty about it. He just like, they don't use words to fix anything. He just uses his body language to fix things. And she's like, what I know, literally, I think they're like, and then he took me to a field and we made love. And then it was the next day and he was leaving. And I was like, okay, I guess. Mm. I don't understand how that works. Like just for me, I just sit there just like, but what if someone saw you? <laughs> literally cool nobody lives there it's fine they're just all in like flowers like to be fair like 10 minutes my favorite thing is like where did all these this is another thing with Sarah that I just like crack up on why is there suddenly people there in a court he has like friends there I was like where were they over the past 50 years like oh yeah they just rock up it's like like the the whole mask thing as well yeah it's like in the first book when like she didn't realize that there were like people that were working the grounds because they were like all glimmered and invisible and so like I'm just sitting there like Sarah are you just throwing these characters in that we had no idea existed (laughs) basically oh they were always there they were just glimmered we just couldn't see them okay so I'm like trying to get through spring court fast sorry um So then Tamlin's in on a mission and Feyre, like, has finally lost it. She's like, please take me with you. And he's like, no. And she's like, well, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do something. And he, like, seals the house so that she can't leave. And that, like, cracks for her. Like, she just completely loses it. And, like, 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 like a hurricane shows up and she starts, like, disappearing and, like, using her night court powers, like, from Reese to, like, like go into herself almost. And so then a character that was there earlier, Hames Moore, showed up. Um, that has been at the night court every time, or most of the time when Fair was there for that one week, shows up and was like, I'm taking her, like, to save her. And I think even her, like, maid Alice was like, please help her. Like, oh, she, yeah, yeah. She, she was, was in so much pain. And so then, um, I'm, like, trying to find, like, a quick summary of this. <laughs> yeah. So Moore comes to her rescue, basically takes her to, like, the night court. And then I think she's just, like, there I for a little I bit. I have it if you want to. Oh, sure. Okay, so basically Hongrel like care like cloaks herself in darkness. Like this is a new power that she didn't know she existed, which comes from the night court, and she starts freaking out. And mm-hmm. then Moore has to follow a very specific set of rules in order to re- to take her so that it doesn't break Tamlin's thing. And she just says, You're free, Moore said tightly, you're free. Not safe, not protected, free. She carried me beyond the garden into the fields, up a hill, down it, and into a grave. You're out, you're free, again and again and again, as true darkness swallowed us. Half a heartbeat later, she emerged into sunlight, bright strawberry and grass scented sunlight. And what I just thought was really cool that Moore did that because like Moore went through things like that too. Yeah. I just thought that was very beautiful that like that that happened through Moore. You know what I mean? I know. That means so much Mm. more like knowing what the she goes through herself or she's been through. Come on. That was awesome. But yeah, so then she starts to go to night court and <laughs> she learns that there's a new city of Starlight and it's really cool. And I love it. Thanks, oh, guys, yeah. Basically, she's there for a little bit. And then Reese is like, if I show you this, like you can't, there's no going back really. Like you can't tell yeah. anyone about this. And she's like, okay. So he takes her to this like town home and it ends up being the city that is like untouched where like people are living and they're, they're happy and it's beautiful. And she's like, how does a place like this exist? Mm-hmm. And it's a hidden city that has been like, like no one's ever touched or seen for like five thousand years. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way that she describes that place, um, I think it's just so incredible. Like I don't know about you guys, but 
I know descriptive writing is really good but I can smell it that yeah. sounds really weird mm-hmm. but I could just smell no. like the street vendors and like yeah. the little tiny I could hear the like the district yeah I could hear like cups of coffee and stuff and I was just like oh what is this like and that makes yeah. you miss it like I love yeah. about traveling and so that. And this past year I really haven't been able to do that and like experience the city as it was meant to be and like I just felt like Valaris was like if I ever like get lonely for like travel or for a city I feel like I just have to read that again and just feel mm. like yeah, a, a, yeah. part of a city again it's so really nice agree. yeah yeah but okay so she goes to the house of then she ends up going to the house of wind so like mm-hmm. after she starts chilling in his town home and she starts experiencing she gets a tour then she gets flown up to the house of wind which is his his second property because let's third property third property oh, he owns everything, honestly. He's rich. You also learned that he's like, he's so casually, I'm the most powerful high lord in the world. And we're all just like, and Paris, like, you are? And everyone's like, yeah. And everyone's like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> I was like, I was wondered, like, okay, why though? I'm like, what makes you like the most, I don't know, maybe I missed that. <laughs> yeah, you don't really see like a lot of showing of powers, like, compared like to sure between the high lords. Tamla could know. like, I don't know. I don't know. We don't really see Tamla. <laughs> All I know is that when Amaranthon was hanging out, all of them were like little noobs being like, we can't do anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they just like make it out in the corner, weren't they? Like, what are you doing here? No. I know. That's like a piece that like, because I was upset when that happened because I was like, Tamlin, now is not the freaking time. Like now, so livid. you need to take Fair out of there. That comes up later. Reese says that too. Yes, Reese says she's like, I feel so bad because and he was like, he had an opportunity at that moment to save you or to help you or to talk to you, and he chose that moment to like lay his hands on your body and like love you physically. And he's like, that I would never have done that. And I was just like, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he starts introducing to the inner circle of friends and advisors, and I just want to say, wow, they accepted her so quickly for having Mm -hmm. like level sixteen clearance. Like I was just like, okay, you know. That she's in there guys she can be trusted has she ever proven herself no but she's super hot so therefore <laughs> let's do it and she has every power ever so we every. should probably yes. let her in <laughs> but i actually love the inner circle i feel like cassie and Azriel are like i would love them as dude best friends like as a girl i like grew up with like like the boys that like those were my friends does that make the sense bad boys that's what they're called the bad boys. Oh, I, I Ooh, the like, bad boys i love that <laughs> but they are they're freaking toned af according to ferris mm-hmm. of course they are <laughs> oh yeah there's no one who's not toned to be fair though you yeah. learn in the third book why they're toned you're just like holy crap y'all had to work hard for those bodies yeah mm, yeah but they're illyrians yeah. and i have to say like the illyrian culture is super awesome and then you see so meet morgan who was the one that saved her um and morgan's dad is like the kind of king in the night court and recent is like the high lord so he rules over like the night court split into two mm-hmm. realms so there's like the city of dreams that no one knows about and then there's also like the night court mm-hmm. which is just like some crappy like i don't know sodom and gomorrah type place where everyone <laughs> just hates each other i don't know yep um but anyways so then so morgan's the daughter of him and she's just really powerful she's a good pr girl she's your pr rep your hr rep mm-hmm. she's there for the for the court and then cassie and Israel are like two best like the dude best friends to resand and they're like super hilarious and super funny and i just love them witty mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and they just they really are gentle and care and i love the way that they have like the relationship 
Like you can have dude best friends. Like that's awesome. And then there's Amryn. I don't know what Amryn is to this to this point. She no one knows. She's like what is it? She's like um she's a strange creature basically that like had a different body just like Feyre, except for Feyre was like completely remade when she was reborn by the High Lord. So like all you know is that she's she's been trapped for like thousands and mm. thousands of years. You you do find out in the third book though. Ooh. <gasps> I think so I remember that something happening and I was like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's cool. <laughs> um, but so she wants to go back home. Yes. Mm. And all yeah. of them have been hurt before. Yeah. All they of them have tragic like... backstories. Yes. And then Reese is like, hey, do you want to like get out of here? Like run some errands with me? And Farrah's like, yes. Do you trust me enough for that? And he takes her to the bone carver. So a cute little first date. Oh, they're going to go to the bone carver classic. <laughs> no. Some people do like the movies. He takes her to like an all-seeing demon in a giant prison that could kill her soul and then just says a lot of stuff about carving her death into a bone that she, yeah, it's really beautiful. Honestly, There's like a cute moment too where like she's panicking because it's a prison and she's panicking having to go back underground and um, Amarin shows up and she's like if you, she's like I've been there before and she's like so I promise you if you wear this necklace like you will get out again yes and she's like I promise you because I I was in there and I got out so if you wear this you will get out too and then they go and have very important background exposition (laughs) (laughs) they find out that and then they come back from it yeah tell them what they find out oh they find out that Jurian the basically there's a lot of backstory in the first book that well like let's gloss over Jurian is reborn using the eye that Amarantha kept around her neck that's the basic so then they come back and Amarantha or and Amran is says I know so Feyre is like oh here's the necklace and she's like oh and she's like I didn't think you'd give it back and she's like what do you mean she's like that's just a piece of jewelry that was gifted to me and she's like <laughs> Feyre was like what and she's like yeah it means nothing I just needed to give you a little boost <laughs> but it was like kind Friendship. of tender yeah. <laughs> and that's like I just feel like they all really made a like it's super funny because in the third book I thought that they would do that to Lucian and then they didn't which like they have good reason to <laughs> And I was like, guys, welcome him in. And they're all just like, poor yeah. Lucian. What are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, no, I like, we all know why like he's Lucian. there at the end. <laughs> I think they would have if Farah had, but Farah was waiting for him. Like they were all waiting for her to like decide how they wanted that relationship. Yeah. That's my mm-hmm. opinion on it. But okay, so they meet Cassie and Israel, um, Amron and Morgan. They go to the bone carver and they also learn that the King of Highburn, who's a naughty boy, is collecting the magical cauldron and. Close the book of breathings and basically if he has the cauldron they can tear down the wall that's in between the her hometown or her home and her like the human world and the fairy world yeah i don't know about anybody else but i always just pictured the wall as like a little brick wall i don't know if you've seen stardust um the movie stardust basically it's between it's basically sort of similar but the the humans and then the like magical creatures and it's this really tiny brick wall that's like two feet high yeah. Um, but they just can't go past it and I just always imagined it imagined it like that so when it was like the king of highburn's gonna turn the wall da- like take the wall down I just like, like, uh, you could just like kick it over and very hard <laughs> yeah but then obviously it's sort of like not there is it it's like, it's like a-, a magical yeah 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 anyway, that's funny that's exactly how I pictured it too maybe just like a little taller yeah um like she's and they just found her out yes. <laughs> And then they found out that the book was ripped in two and one was given to the, the queens on the mortal rum, which I think are in the continent. And I didn't realize that they were on the continent the entire time until later on. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, I didn't get that. So there's one half of the book and then there's the other half. And the one half of the mm-hmm. book is with the summer court 
and then the other half is with the mortal queen so they have to like asriel who's like the spy which for the court and he like does all the like secret secret sneaky things mm-hmm. he's trying mm-hmm. to get the queens going on on it and they have to go to the summer court so and they have to do all yeah that. like do recon and it's like actually really hard for favor because she gets there and the high lord of the summer court like is an actually really likable guy yes. who like shares a lot of the same like thoughts and policies that like reese has where he's like i would like to like lose the like um What's the word I'm looking for? Like the, uh, where he wants to like combine high fae and just regular fae. Yeah. He, like the taboo, he, he like wants to lose the taboo of like not being a high fae. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like Equality, involve everyone. Basically. Yeah. And this is like um, one thing that I just don't understand is why like they had to like not be normal. Like why they had to like have this like, whole- Like really could have just opened up to him and been like, here's our thoughts. Like we think you could be a good ally for us. Yes, I was so confused on this, but I'm sure that it'll all be revealed later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, Sarah has a lot of cleaning up to do in the last third of the Oh, yeah. Okay, so totally agree. And so she gets there, and she's, like, kind of flirting with him. And, like, Reese is being weird about it, but then Reese is flirting with another, it's, like, the secondhand yeah, man the woman in the, yeah. Oh, yeah, that I random person. So, in I the summer like court. And like Farrah weirdly gets so upset by this. I'm like, girl, it's business. Like you guys are on a recon mission. Like you're trying to like, you know, like you're it's so funny. Student, you don't mean it. I just thought of like the funniest thing where where like Reese is like, hey, we're gonna like play and act in all these roles. And and I just see like Farrah just being like, yeah, totally. And then like when they're in the night court, she's like, this is totally not a game, right? You're like totally not acting like touching my life. Like I, I thought like like you didn't mean like Farrah's like we're totally acting right now right like this is totally a joke <laughs> literally she does not get it it's so funny yeah so basically like she not tricks but she gets the high lord of the summer court to like walk her around and show him all of his like uh dungeons of like <laughs> beautiful gifts and like jewelry yeah oh yeah that's yeah. it i was just imagining them like looking at shells for a good two hours okay I just yeah. realized this too. I feel like remember how I don't know if we we talked about this in our stories, but where Farah is like thinks she's super like cool, like when she was hiding the chicken in her bag, she's like she like removed. She's like don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> exactly what's happening with with Tarquin is like he's totally aware and having conversations with the princess, being like, so they're kind of sketchy, yeah. And she's like, Shh. I know. It's fine. Oh look, I'm <laughs> winking at you. Look, oh, I'm wearing a dress that matches yours. Like I'm, I'm good. Look at me. You can trust me. Like I just think it's so funny. A whole section of that book, I feel like Sarah finally was like, "This is a joke." <laughs> like let's just do something a bit funny now. <laughs> let's just mess it up a bit. Let's go summer. <laughs> Honestly, I missed it though. Like once they left, I was like, "Are we ever gonna go back?" Are, summer court would been fun. Yeah. I love summer court. Technically, we're about we're gonna go back in the third book, but I don't know what that's like yet because mm-hmm. I literally stopped reading at that point. But yeah. um, they steal that book, and it's totally not cool. It's and a they crazy get... scene how it happened. Yes. Oh yeah. It, like it's they not... almost die, yeah. and then they don't. They go under. Wild. They're in like a weird yeah. thing, aren't they? Like on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. She that goes in with... by high tide. Yeah. So it starts to like rise, isn't it? And it's it's pretty tense actually, I thought. Yeah, she like can't get the book and like it's the waves are overpowering her because Amron's with her and they both like can't get out. Um and the reason the only reason they do survive is because these um 
water what are they called they're like in greek mythology too yeah water Just spirits no, yeah, water nymphs. <laughs> nymphs yeah like a water nymph Wait, it's, a, it's water them. wraith or something like that i think it was a wraith. Uh, yeah water wraith, something like that um saves them because way earlier in the book uh there is the tithe in the summer or in the spring court which means that like you have to give a certain amount of your income to the high lord Mm-hmm. So he can like provide for you and care for you, and the water wraiths couldn't, <laughs> yeah, they couldn't give anything, and so Fair was like, oh, yeah. like she gave them her jewelry to like pay the tithe with, yeah, it was like, and they were like, you will not forget this, and then they saved her, and they were like, and debt paid, yeah, they're like, did it <laughs> finally. <laughs> One yeah. of those guys is like an accountant, it's like it's like the Dave Ramsey. She's like, gotta get this in, gotta call it in. <laughs> she's just like sitting there like hey when's her gonna get herself in trouble we have to like you know what i mean i'm just sitting there like dang guys but anyways following her around the whole time they are the main characters yeah there's this beautiful montage of like sarah learning from cassian how to use her powers and it's so freaking cool because she's like getting really strong and she's training i like love that part of books when they like start to do that amarin's trying to decode the book Mm -hmm. out that it's in her language and they're all just waiting for the mortal queens and while this is happening they're getting their flirt on they're discussing little things here and there and it's really cute oh yeah yeah and then they they have this weird moment where they have to go to the night court is that what you're gonna bring up not yet i think it's coming okay no it's let's talk about the fair let's talk about the night court (gasps) my favorite thing and i just think it's so funny but i'm sure everyone else was like we were we were titillated by this. Why would you ever make fun of it? But I just think it was so funny. Like it's if, one of those scenes where you, if, if you you're funny, outside looking in, yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. I would be like, "What are you guys doing in front of? Like, you're the high." It one. like happened, and I know like the thing was they did it to distract people, but I was like, almost not almost. I was uncomfortable, but in, in the sense of just being like there are like 40 people in the same room as you. Like, I get that you're trying to be a distraction, but like, rein it in a little bit. <laughs> Someone made I a really funny TikTok on it. Like, oh my gosh, tell us about it. I was going to listen to this and be like, you're wild. I can't believe you read this. But like, she starts like bucking against him at one point because uh, she like can't <laughs> keep it together. And I was just like, she always so uses the word bucking. And I'm like, this isn't like a zoo. Do you know what I mean? Like, I. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it makes me feel a bit sick. Um, someone made a funny TikTok about it. Oh, I think there is. I think she's called Borrowed Lists on Instagram. Um, but it's basically that scene, and they're just looking at two people looking at each other, going, "Can they, can they, can they see us? Does she see me? Does she see you? Yeah, she sees me. Do you see you?" Kind of thing. And everyone, yeah, it's just so funny. It's like what you were saying earlier with the people next to you in church, just like rubbing each other's heads, and you're just kind of there, like. Like everyone around, it's so uncomfortable for everyone around and you're like, you're like, I get you're having a main character moment, but like, Mm. cut it out. Super uncomfortable. Okay. So like, for those of you that are just like there, I feel like everyone that's listening to this had better have just read the book because, or have read the book. (laughs) But basically they sneak into the, or not they sneak in, they they arrange a meeting with the night court in order Mm -hmm. to get an item. And they're, they're trying to distract them by, so he comes off because he always has like a character that basically that he plays. So he comes mm-hmm. off as this like night lord that's like a super big jerk. And then she's like playing this like weird prostituted thing. I don't His, even like, know. His like toy. His like prize. It was weird. Yeah. Like, it's like Jabba the Hutt and um, who is it? You yeah, know, Star Wars. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, like she's on a ball and chain sort That's of thing in her tiny skimpy outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was super confusing to me as like, like I'm just sitting there like, one does not simply just say like, we're going to be feminists here and then put her in like a skimpy outfit and then make her like- Yeah, was like, was it, it two sheer panels? It just literally like, was like <laughs> silk, just like shoop, draped down in front of her, like maybe yeah. with a belt on Yeah, and when she moved, like, was it even there? Like, what was the point of wearing it? I would have just like, you know what? She's naked. Let's just send her in naked. You might as well, <laughs> because- that's distracting enough no she sits on so Reese like brings in the dad of Morgan and Morgan and like he's the king so he's like asking him all this stuff and then he has Ferris sit on his lap and we're not even gonna get into descriptives because honestly like I'm trying to keep this like grandma I know you're like getting into this and I'm like G for grandma G for grandma rated but basically (laughs) they are flirting with each other but they are just trying to distract everyone as hard as they possibly could and yes. everyone is distracted but what's really awkward it's is working. like I'm distracted <laughs> I'm sitting there like um, <laughs> am I allowed to read this like I just <laughs> but it's fine because like but like their tension is there but like both of their bodies are positively reacting to the interactions that they smell are having. it literally and we're just sitting there like I'm just as a book I'm in the audience too just being like um are you guys like <laughs> you know those people do the i do it all the time but they're like the eye emoji the two eyes yeah the the eye with the lips yeah everyone's just there like (laughs) (laughs) like what this is supposed to be a party (laughs) yeah i know i'm just sitting there like cool also it's super funny that in the night court we've never seen anything besides like the throne room like ever we haven't it's so funny anyways so um then after that awkwardly weird thing where they both realize like shoot these feelings are for real because Fair is such mm-hmm. a great actress in that moment she's like crap my body betrayed me and Reese is fucking. like fucking ah! <laughs> yeah, <he's> <laughs> 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 gosh <laughs> we so are online but um then they end up duty calls and they have to go to the mortal world and she yeah goes- so like basically like mission accomplished they get what they went to leave and then they're like fun time to go goodbye oh but then Morgan's dad says something to Farah about her oh, being yeah. like a whore. Oh, and, a whore, yeah. Yeah, and Reese like beats the crap out of him. And then it's like, okay, bye. Yeah. So that was lovely. And then they go to her sister's house. And I just want to say, this has been the most confusing. To be fair, every relationship with sisters is probably mm-hmm. confusing. Mm-hmm. Like you love them and you hate them and you love them and you hate them. Shannon, Jossie, I love you. But I just mean like sometimes the relationship <laughs> is different. But I just am very mm-hmm. confused by Elaine and Nesta. First off, this book, Elaine, loved her to death. Yeah, she was so sweet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. fun and cute and like throwing parties and like getting everything ready. Well, no, that was book one, right? But book two, Elaine, is just like, I don't even know. She's just sweet. So there's they, they go to She's their sister's tissue. house a couple of times to be like, we want to organize a meeting with like the queens of this world and we need yeah. to do it here. It's the best place. And Nesta hates, like Nesta's like, I hate all of you and I'm only letting this happen so that we can all survive. Don't ever, don't look at Elaine and don't talk to her. Like that's basically who she is. Yeah. And then Elaine is like engaged to a, like this guy who hates fairies. But they both, ex- they like, they're both like, okay, like I see this is for the greater good. Yeah. So they're like, they're going back and forth trying to like, get this meeting set up and they're bringing Cassian, Asriel, and Reese with them mm. and Morgan too. Um, and literally the first sentence that like Cassian speaks to Nesta and like they're like super witty to each other. I was like, I see it. I see it. It's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> she writes something like um, they're gonna have weird angry face sex. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Cassian is like staring at his next opponent or something along those lines. Yeah, like, like he's like met his match. each other down and they're, yep, literally. That's... This is when everyone else in the room was doing that emoji where they were all just like. <laughs> Farrah was just like, oh, okay, I ship. Like, so like Farrah was shipping. She was like, oh, mm-hmm. my sweet sister Nesta, who's probably changed since we had such a great way, great conversation in the last book. My sweet, nope. oh, you're spicy. I'm scared of you. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so scared of Nesta. She's the personality that like is the opposite of mine. And so I would just be scared of her forever. I would mm-hmm. just be like, I just I feel like she is the British person. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sort of just I see it. Like, obviously, I'm not generalizing for everybody, but just mm-hmm. doesn't give a last whatever about anything. She's flying Fs. Yeah, it's very standoffish. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. That's just yeah, who she so, is at the same time. So yeah. yeah. There's like a there's one point where they go back um and they have to stay the night. Don't remember why, but they have to stay the night there. And the next day, like Farah starts like really training and she can't do it with Reese there. So like Reese goes away. Um and as she's training, she's trying to winnow. Oh, yeah. Um and as she's trying to do that, the um as what's it called? Adder Adder shows up again. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm the guy from the first book and she's like oh my gosh and like Reese appears basically and like beats the crap out of him and takes him hostage <laughs> it, like, it happens how you so put that bad. into a nutshell <laughs> yeah like that happened let's go <laughs> it like happened within like a page or two I swear that's how fast it happened and so then they like get answers from him they end up going back to this uh night court I'm trying to remember what happens like right after that Literally, yeah. he comes back to see her and he like she he like is training again with her and he's like break into my mind and she's like i don't know if i can and then she she like does and see like you see from reese's point of view like what they did to the actor like how they questioned him and stuff it's freaking crazy yeah i'm trying to like i'm trying to get all of this stuff also all this happens they realize that they meet with the queens and eventually they do like in, at some point in the book they do also, mm-hmm. just remember, bear with us. We read like 2,000 pages in one week. We don't know what was night or day or anything. So <laughs> no. I mean, some, like, if you want us to describe everything with like an exact detail, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be like a mm. three-hour podcast. It was a blur. It was a blur. Everything I that mean, I- I've read it like five times and I'm still, you just forget <laughs> yeah. things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, that totally happened. So basically the queens are like, y'all are sketchy and basically you try to make us human slaves forever so we don't trust any of you and he's like crap how do I make them trust mm-hmm. you I'm gonna yeah. so then that's why they went to the night court was to get an orb contained truth magic that they can that they will steal from the court of nightmares so mm-hmm. anyways then he oh resand while they're flying resand reese gets attacked by ash arrows from the ground do you remember that this is a fast forward yeah Yes, we've gotten through this part. Sorry, we're using mm-hmm. like a like a summary to make sure that we're staying on track because so mm-hmm. much happened. There is so much. I know. I'm sitting there like I'm thinking we're gonna have to do this in two parts because we've already been talking for like an hour and a half. But um, <laughs> Reese basically he avoids them, but then he realizes he's being tracked, which becomes like a very big plot point. And I think it's a very nice device that is very believable mm-hmm. and realistic that Sarah J. Moss uses for different things. And I appreciate it. But anyways, that's when they go to an Illyrian war camp. Yeah. Because they like realize they're like, crap, like we're not safe anywhere that we know that there's war coming. They can't go to Valencia. Mm-hmm. Valencia. 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 
that's <laughs> what the fuck is that italy yeah <laughs> i just made that up Valoris, that's what it is they can't go to Valoris anymore because someone's been watching them leave they've been attacked and stuff like that so then she goes and resand gets attacked right no they go to the i'm so sorry this is where i'm no. like we should... you're good they go there and like she learns a little bit about like illyrian fighting ways and she starts being trained like she's continued throughout this most of this book cassian's been training her yes um to like handle weapons and like become like Cassian is a warrior the, the main also, like warrior guy also the general of all yeah he's a general of the armies spoiler mm -hmm. alert um farah knows how to read now i just don't know if anybody was following that from earlier but like she knows how to read i just want <laughs> yeah she's know. just got it like just she's just gone through the whole first like 10 years of life and then the next chapter it's like and then she's very literate and then she can read and write just fine <laughs> and there's me as like a teacher like my 15 year old students still can't write their name <laughs> and it's been two years it's been a while <laughs> never mind. it's a recent he's obviously done it really well <laughs> what do i know recent yeah writing that recent was hot it just like put the knowledge into her brain and she was like to be honest <laughs> if somebody <laughs> like him was teaching Honestly, me how to write i was i'd be doing it pretty quick <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong there not wrong okay so ferris starts learning about those things and they have to like do it in hiding because they're really seeing being um trained mm -hmm. and, like tracked and then she learns that tamlin's family killed rysan's mother and sister and yeah she her, learns about the feud between them yeah and rysan's father killed tamlin's whole family but the thing that like totally killed my soul was that uh tamlin's dad had um recent reese's mothers and sisters wings hanging on the wall of their study it was just yeah. graphic and that's when farah's like i think that was what clicked in the place of like i was so wrong and i only knew a mm -hmm. tiny bit of this thing so that's when everyone decides to go back to the spring court because they all have things to do because i love sarah jamal's use of like errands everyone has to go do things so suddenly mm -hmm. oh farah, yeah all the time Jeez. Farah and farah has to go back and um oh yeah while training one day lucian and some others from the spring court so they're they're like coming back and all of a sudden farah's like training someone take over this is the most beautiful freaking thing when lucy <laughs> when she sees lucian yeah. i was like this is this was main character they're like in it. the middle of like wilderness they're just out training doing their own thing except to fly far away so no one can see or hear her like or, or witness like the power that she has um and so one day they're just out training and lucian shows up and she's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, Fair, like, come with me. I can help you escape. And she's like, no, like, you don't get it. I want to be here. Like, I, I'm happy here. I finally have a voice. Mm, um, and yeah. yeah, Lucian's basically like, no, like, come with me. We can save you. And she like, doesn't, he doesn't like, he's not listening to her basically. He doesn't understand that she wants to stay and that like, she's happy where she is. And so like, so she's been coming into all these powers from the other high Lords. And like the way that she convinces Lucian to like, finally go away is that she has to use her powers from the spring court. So Tamlin's like shape-shifting power to like shape-shift Lucian wings on her back. And oh, so yeah. she like, she like puts that, it's not an illusion, but she like puts the wings out and like basically just has to put this cold front on and be like, I've done things here. Like, I'm not going with you. I'm not, mm. I, like, I refuse to go with you. And then like, like changed. You, she also explains that she was like, like, she's like, do you understand? Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't safe there. I was trapped. I was like a freaking animal. And you didn't do anything, Lucian. And like, cool, Lucian. No. <laughs> I know. Lucian didn't understand. He thought that Farah was like, basically, like, like manipulated or whatever. But basically, he realizes that Farah will kill him if he doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And that was the moment when we realized that we have been talking for an hour and 18 minutes. <laughs> and we figured we would do a part two for this episode. So that way you guys can listen to it next week. And so we're releasing this episode today and we're recording um, our second part two episode with Katie today. And so next week you guys will have a Court of Mist and Fury part two where we get to talk about all of those beautiful, magical, amazing things. But we, uh, we realized that otherwise this episode is going to be two hours long. So here you guys go. And if you guys want to tune in next week or listen to our other episodes and stuff like that, we would love to scream about this book with you. We absolutely loved the second book in A, in a Court of Thorns and Roses. Akatar is such a fun world and we loved being able to enjoy it with you guys. So feel free to leave us a review. Feel free to hop on Instagram with us. We always post a lot of stories about what we're reading and we just want to build a community here. So talk to you guys next week. Thank you. You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. 